And then, and then yes. And then now we're recording. Okay. So now we're live, technically, and recording, and he'll just cut whatever we need to, he said. That's good. That means I can take a peek yeah. while we do the show now. Show now. Show now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the re-debut, the return, whatever you want to call it, of Sports Recap Live. As always, I am your host, Matthew Scheib, joined always by the co-host and producer of the podcast, Paul. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks. And joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Chris and Anthony. How are you two doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing good. Glad to be back, gentlemen. Glad to be back. Yep. Yeah, we're back, guys. Shoot, how long has it been? Literally, it's got to been like a year, right? Probably, yeah. I know. It was close to the Game of Thrones uh, in between, and I know I'm not a big fan of that show, but oh. that, those two seasons had a little bit of a lapse, I think, right, between the last one and the one before. Yeah. So we, so, we so, wanted to so, keep the anticipation, so we, you know? So we should yeah. compare ourselves to Game of Thrones? Nice. I'll take it. <laughs> so there's been so much this – I mean – God, the first episode, it seems like we have so much to cover already. Goodness gracious. I mean, so many things have happened in the past couple of weeks. I mean, I guess we should get right right to it, right? But it is a pretty good time. There are some hot topics, of course, that we, we've kind of discussed that we want to talk about. And I think it's uh, I think we kind of jump back in the water at a good time. So I think before we even get started on anything, I think it'd be nice if we, uh, if we I think we kind of have to do, do a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant, who tragically passed away this past Sunday. So let's take a quick first, first number, eight-second moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. All right. Um, I don't know how you guys were, but, I mean, Anthony gave the news to me, and I thought when he said, did you see what happened to Kobe? I was like, oh, no, what did he do now? Got a second message saying Kobe Bryant was dead, and I – Immediately, as probably most people do, right on Twitter, and yeah, I mean, I just I was in a state of shock. I don't know how you guys felt. Yeah, same, dude. Um, I obviously found out from our good friend Chris Pagan. You know, he's a huge Kobe. That Kobe's pretty much his idol, his icon, and someone he's always pretty much idolized. So um, he definitely was the first one to say something, and that's how I found out. But uh, either way, it was, you know, it's never good to hear when people lose their lives, um, regardless of who they are, you know. But it wasn't just Kobe. It was his daughter. It was a few other families that were on that helicopter. It was a sad moment for everyone, really. Yeah, and, and I, I agree um, with the sentiments both of you have made so far. Uh, just just to reiterate, like what Chris said, you know, not only Kobe and his daughter, but the other families and people that were affected. It was just a very tragic situation to hear um, and, you know, to speak on Kobe and his effect on just not only the sports world, but just, you know, everything. You could just see the, the kind of impact he had on everything. I mean, you see all of this for every game. They were doing the eight second, the 24 second violation. Yeah. You saw some of the players that it affected that never even on a team with Kobe, but they were so close to him and looked up to him because for a lot of these guys, you know, of course you had the Michael Jordans, you know, in the nineties and you have that, you know, conversation where he was a goat. But for a lot of these people that are still new, some of the players that are new, Kobe Bryant was who they, you know, looked up to who they went, were trying to model after. It was a lot of people that modeled after his play type and that Mamba mentality that you hear all the time. And 
to just see such a, like you guys said, tragic situation and just out of nowhere, you know, just, it just makes you really think about just, you have to enjoy every moment of every day, you know, and it's just a very, very sad situation for all those involved in my, you know, thoughts, prayers, and heart goes out to everyone that was affected in this tragic situation, but it was just a very sad moment. You know, I went to work the next day and, you know, I have a good relationship with the coaches there and we were, you know, I went and talked to the basketball coach, not Monday, but Tuesday, and we we're all just sitting there talking. It was just like, you know, obviously he wasn't a family member. We didn't know him, but it was almost like you lost someone close to you because like Anthony said, that's who we grew up watching. That was, you know, obviously me, Chris, and, you know, Anthony, yeah. you know, we grew up watching Jordan, but Kobe was, was our guy. I mean, when Jordan came about, you know, we were all still young. But when we started watching the game, it was Kobe, and it was almost like, holy crap, man, like, this, this, this can't be real. Like, this guy was an idol to everyone. I know they did a 24-second moment of silence um, before the basketball game I worked on Tuesday. And, dude, it was like an on- someone was cutting an onion next to me, man, because I was starting to tear up. And the kids looked at me, and they're like, what's wrong? And it's like, well, you guys are in high school now. You're ninth graders. You all don't understand what this guy meant to a lot of people my age. So, I mean, it's just – it's tragic, and to also top on the coach that passed away, the baseball coach, he was one of the number one JUCO coaches in all of the all of the states. And you know, he coached guys like Aaron Judge. He coached um, Jeff McNeil. Anthony knows him pretty good. So I mean, it's just it was just tragic all the way around, man. So when like I was trying to describe or explain this to my daughter, she's thirteen at the moment, <clears throat> about like the impact it has on like me and you guys or whatever so like like you said um like jordan i grew up with like jordan so like kobe was like uh you know jordan was my guy and but i can imagine like kobe's maybe you guys and then who is today is today lebron i would say lebron yeah yeah 100 yeah yeah so yeah, and I was just Go gonna ahead. say, like, oh, I'm sorry. no, it's okay. Uh, just like, so I, I told her, I was like, just imagine if LeBron James just died in, in, you know, if 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 he was in there, you know, if that happened to him, right? You know, and she was like, oh, it kind of like hit her, you know. She was just like, oh, I get it, you know. Um, yeah, and and I, and it's just a very like you said, and you just think about it, even like when you talk about the impact he had, not just in you know with the basketball, but like for for people that watch him growing up, and even some of the players, but. You think about it when you played basketball, you know, and fun, obviously we were never as good as his town, but when you shot a jumper or you shot a three point shot, what were you calling out? You were yelling out Kobe, you know, from yeah. when you were shooting the ball, you know, and that just goes to show you, and we got to continue that stuff, you know, and keep that and remember, you know, all the great, I mean, the guy was a phenomenal player. He he's obviously in one of the greatest of all time. There's no argument about that. Um, some will say he might be the best of all time. Some will say he's the best Laker of all time. But just alone in that city, you saw some of the stories in Los Angeles, not just in the basketball, but just in the in that whole entire, you know, neighborhooding area of Los Angeles as a whole, the city, how much of an impact he had on them and how much it was just all over the place from, you know, any celebrities to people that played with him in the past, you know, other people that may have never met him. But they, he made that impact in, in people's lives. And just to see that happen, it's just very sad. And I don't, I don't know if any of you guys want to add anything else, but I just yeah, I'm just I still just... in shock. Real quick, you know, I was looking on social media while I was reading it. All the people who brought up those allegations, go screw yourself, man. That's, you know, that it's, there's a time and place to bring up stuff like that. And all these people that I see on statuses, oh, but he was a ra- – no, stop it. He was accused. Never – you know, he came out and said he made a mistake. Obviously, it wasn't – it was, you know, what it was. He wouldn't have gotten more trouble. But, you know, people bringing that up, 
especially two days after his death. No, people need to get a life, man. That that was really pissing me off. And also the statuses where, you know, people were like, oh, you guys say this for Kobe, but you don't say this, for, you know, for another group of individuals. I don't want to bring it up. But it's just like, you know, let people mourn the way they do. And, you don't know, people don't need to bring on snotty comments, man. I, th- I thought that was really rude of what people were doing on social media for the last week. It is. It, it's, it is kind of like... Uh, disappointing that people would just go right to that, you know, and especially now if 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 he was convicted or if he was proven to be that that was the case, then you know, which he wasn't, right? And that's a different story. But he wasn't, and so you know, he's done so much good, so much more good that you know, just for for people to focus on that kind of thing is just it doesn't make sense to me. And they had the whole press conference. His wife forgave him. You know, they all moved on. You know what? Let, let them live the way they wanted to. So let's just, um, I, th- I think we should end up on, you know, a good note where we all, we all appreciated what he did for the game, what he did for everyone else. And, um, you know, rest his soul and prayers out to his family. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I agree. Um, so I got a I question. Know, have you guys ever, did you guys ever, ha- any of you have a chance to, um, to see Kobe play? Yes. Once with our friend Chris, we actually went to a Lakers game, just me and him once, and I did get to see him play. And it was, you know, it's surreal. I mean, we were all the way up in the Raptors, but I can still say, you know, I got to see him play. Yeah, that's cool. I also got to see Jordan play in D.C., but that was when he was old and couldn't jump anymore. I think I was with you. <laughs> Wasn't I with you that you day? You may have been. You did, I think you you did, you, like, yeah. you did the, the center court dunk at like the at halftime or not, something like that? Not talk about, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. That's another podcast story. That's, That's another, another podcast. Time on that one. <laughs> let's just say jerseys came off. There was just I like, won, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my check. <laughs> Oh dang! Um, even I, though, know, I know we had on the. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, even though it was on like a Fisher Price like basketball hoop. Hey, whatever. <laughs> a win's a win. Uh, win I know on our list, true. I think we had Super Bowl nets, but I think we might as well save that for last. Let's get into a a big topic, especially for me and Anthony. Talk about this mm-hmm. cheating scandal with the Astros and how they. Uh, I think they got off easy. If you ask me, what do you what do you guys say? You think they got off pretty easy? Uh, can Go you re- ahead, Anthony. Can, I, w- I want to hear it from you. Can you recap the uh, what happened? Uh, okay. So basically, there was investigation videos that showed that the Astros were using a videotape from center field, and they were getting the catcher signed real time, the uh, sending it to someone in the clubhouse, and someone was banging on a trash can to let them know what pitches were coming. I think it was like you know, banged once for a fastball bang twice for an off speed, you know, stuff like that. In right. the video, you can hear the banging. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, the other allegation that came out that said Altuve and Bredman were wearing um, buzzers on their jerseys. And I tell you what, that one video, uh, the home run that Altuve hit off Chapman, you, you can pretty much see that he's yelling at the guys, don't take my jersey off, don't take my jersey off. And he's definitely holding on to something. So, Anthony, well, what are your I, I didn't hear that second part. What was that? So the second one was that Altuve and Bregman during this this recent playoff run was wearing buzzers underneath their shirt. That when the when then someone was calling the pitch, they were buzzing to their jersey, so they could instead of doing the trash can, it was a buzzing thing oh. on their jersey, underneath their jersey. Okay. So I um, definitely I'll read say, about the trash can. I didn't hear about the the buzzing thing. So I'll send you a clip. Um, after he hit the game-winning home run against um the Yankees off Chapman, 
Yeah. You definitely, when he's rounding home to come home, usually if you had a game when you home run, especially in the playoffs to go to the World Series, you're right. getting your stuff ripped off. Nope. He was yelling at his teammates, keep my jersey on, keep my jersey on. He was holding on to it. <laughs> and he quickly ran to the dugout to get the game winning, to get the shirt on that says, you right. know, AL champs. It was really weird. Right. It was just, I don't, I don't know. Anthony, what are your thoughts on all this? And what do you think about the buzzer allegation? What's his name? I'm going to see if I, I'm going to post it in the chat real quick. Uh, Jose Altuve. Just look up Altuve buzzer. Got it. Yeah. So um, it's a definitely a, a lot to unpack on that on that whole thing. That's a not just a simple yes or no question. Um, but basically, when I first heard this, it more so upset me for the integrity of the game than it did for anything else. Other than that, just for the pure fact that yes, you know what, and we we've talked about this before, Matt, um, and we've had this conversation. Do people, if they see that you're throwing fastballs and they see your tipping pitches, does it happen? Yes. But has we ever seen in any level of sports, whether, you know, when, when it comes to baseball, I shouldn't say any level of sports all over because we've heard of people videotaping practices and other sports, and we mm-hmm. could touch on that at a later time uh, to, to kind of see the significance between both. But have we ever yeah. seen where someone actually videotapes and catches signs and then has goes one step further and then lets their players know via garbage can that it's a fastball, it's a curveball, it's whatever it might be. And then now to the level where we hear that Altuve and Bregman had buzzers possibly underneath their jerseys and we're getting tipped the pitches that way too. It's, it's just such a sad situation because it really just sours the whole World Series run for them. Because the team, regardless of the fact that they were stealing, you know, you just look at them as a, on paper. And those guys were very talented. Uh, I mean, they, they had all the right players in place. So we thought they thought it was a great team. And now you found out that that great run they went on was due to them doing underhanded tactics to get ahead. It's just a sad, sad, like, and leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you just watched a team that went on these great runs just do it all by doing it the worst way as far you know what we'll touch on that and then we'll come back around and we'll talk about what we think that out you know what they should have gotten suspended but i would love to hear chris's thoughts on what he thought when he first heard about this yeah i mean i heard a little bit about it um not too long ago and i just read an article earlier today of a like an astros fan who listened to to like over eight thousand eight thousand pitches from home and and he said it was very clear within the first minute he could he could he can hear that, oh yeah, know, I did read that, that they were he cheating. Went back and kept track of them all. Yeah, he went back and looked that. at. Yeah, he. I just read that earlier today. He went back and looked at over eight thousand pitches. It said it took him over fifty hours, but you know, he said he he said that as an as an Astros fan, he wanted it to come from an Astros fan. You know, so it it is an honest report. It's honest feedback that you know, even though the team that he has been rooting for since like the seventies, I think it said. He wanted to to hear it for himself, and and he came across the same conclusion as everyone else that they're that they're cheating. Um, for me, I I think to answer your first question, Matt, they got away, they got away with with freaking murder, you know, like slap on the wrist. They, it's a slap on the wrist. I mean, to me, you see with Russia, you know, their their entire country is banned from the Olympics. You know what I mean? Because no, they no, were cheating. Not only the Olympics, the World Cup, Winter Olympics, right. they're done for international they're done competition. They came because the they Cup. were caught cheating. Because they were caught cheating. Uh, Lance Armstrong, after the fact, was caught cheating. And 
all of his, you know, stripped was stripped. All of his titles were stripped. So ultimately for me, for, for, for the Astros to continue to hold the title, I think that's just, that's absurd to me. Well, here's my thing is, is these guys, this, they should be stripped because look at this, Pete Rose. Let's talk about him. Still mm-hmm. banned from the Hall of Fame. What did he do? Yeah, yeah, he did betting, but he betted on his team to win. He right. didn't. He didn't try to change the game. Look at Barry Bonds. I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. Should be a Hall of Famer. Probably will never get in. Roger Clemens. These guys get all scotch free. Some of them will probably maybe even get in the Hall of Fame. You know, maybe one day. But it's ridiculous, dude. And then you know what? Altuve, Bregman. They, those players. Some of them should be suspended for a year without pay. I don't care if they, I don't care if the year is oh, 100%. I, I feel like a year is even suspension. not enough. I don't even think a year is enough to, to really deter other players from doing the same. Well, you know what's going to deter know? is when they get a 95 miles an hour fastball up to their chin, because I guarantee it's coming. It's coming uh, this year. Hey, I don't, I don't care know, what anyone man. says. It's going to come this year. Do you think. And that's probably. Sorry, go ahead. I'm interrupting. I was going to say, that's probably why Garrett Cole left when he did. He's probably like, screw this. He's like, I'm out of here before shit hits the fan. Yeah. It's it To me, it's just not right. I, I really do think that they got the, the biggest slap on the, or the lightest slap on the wrist that they could possibly be. And yeah, the manager was fired and uh, the GM. Well, the GM. No, you know, they were but, only but, fired because they got caught and that they were going to be suspended for a year. Exactly. And that's there's it. No reason why. And that's, that's then, the only reason because they were caught. Where, you know, Anthony knows his manager was let go. The Red Sox manager was let go. So there was a ripple effect. But still, I mean, why, why are the managers are the ones getting in trouble when it was the players who were the ones doing it? No one, no well, one stopped them. I know, but no one stopped them. No one told them, hey, this isn't a good idea. Like, what is it, Brian McCann? Oh, you know, you know, we didn't know. Don't say you didn't know what was going on. Every single right. one of their players from that team knew what was going on, maybe except for the bullpen pitchers because they were out in the bullpen. But everyone knew what was going on. And you know what? That makes the Nationals win so much more sweeter because we beat a bunch of cheaters. Yeah. Anthony, I saw you were going to say something, so go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, to touch on, and I know you and I have talked about um, that instance with the players. And my, my biggest thing with the report from the beginning was they, they only named coaches, right, originally? So they named the coaches, and as I'm tying this into what you mentioned about Beltron, but then they mel- mentioned Carlos Beltron, who was the only player mentioned in the report. And then you hear that the players that were involved were given immunity if they testified, like they gave more information mm. on what exactly happened. So That's it's just cool. kind of – now, I don't think that Beltron should have been the coach of the Mets. I'll start with that because I'm a Mets fan, and I'm going to be as subjective as possible in this instance. But as a sports fan, outside of the Mets fan, if you start – your tenure, not only start your tenure with a new organization, but start as a first-time manager Yeah, with that over your head, it's just never going to work out. And the minute it doesn't work out, then everyone, the whole fan base is going to get sour on the organization. Another, no, You're never going to get another shot you know, at another team if it doesn't work out. And even if it does work out, it's going to be over you. Well, how do we know he didn't help them cheat? How do we know he didn't do this? How do we know he didn't have like another plan? You know, So it would have been something that continuously evolved. So the best thing in both of their nature, honestly, and I told, I've, I've told my friends this, I've talked to them about it, maybe five years from now when all of this is, you know, and it might never be resolved. Maybe he gets another shot somewhere else. Maybe he goes yeah. somewhere else, becomes a manager, he gets that opportunity, whatever it may be. But it just wasn't the time. And I think the Mets made the right choice. Uh, the Red Sox, obviously, once they found out, made the right choice to move quickly on it. Um, the Astros owner made the move. 
but again, you're not going to convince me that he had no idea none of this was going on the whole time. Um, I, I, when people say that, it's like you're going to tell me the owner of a company doesn't know what's going on. That's like saying, I, you know what I mean? We, we had this yeah. analogy, too, with the players. Your Great coach project. does it. It's why you like, it's like if you go to work and your manager's like, hey, you got to do this today. And you say no. They're like, OK, then go ahead and go home. <laughs> so it's not like these players were given. You know what I mean? It's not like these players were told and they're like i'm not doing it i'm going to sit on the bench they would have been like okay then we're not going to do it because if your whole team says we're not doing it they don't have a team so yeah. I, I i can't i see why the players aren't in as much trouble as managers but you can't say the players aren't at fault either because they did partake in it they knew what they were doing it's not like they were like oh i had no idea what the two the two slams meant you you knew what the calls were you knew the signs you knew all that so i agree with both of you guys do i think the punishment could have been more yes do i think it was going to no I do agree that the, the the World Series titles should be pulled from them, but I don't agree with the fact that I've heard people like, oh, they should give the Dodgers the the world. No, like the Dodgers don't want the World Series title like that. They're going to take solace no. in the fact that they were that they got basically screwed, for lack of a better term, out of the World Series in 2017. And with Cora and the Red Sox in 2018, there's some question if there was a link there as well. So, um, you know, I don't you know I don't know what exactly is going to happen with all of this. But I do feel bad for, you know, the teams that did it the right way. And like you guys said, I give props to the Nationals because, yes, it might not have been at the height of their what they were doing with the cheating scandal. They might have already been a little bit still. The Astros handled their business. The minute they found out that there was something going on, the Astros were like, all right, we'll switch it up. And they switched it up and they adapted and they won the World Series because of it. So it's just very terrible. Now, do and you think Altuve was wearing – do you think do you think they were wearing buzzers by the judge of that video? From the video – Here's this, it's all very hard to say, yeah, definitely, because based on the video, right, you see that he's saying, don't take my jersey off. But we don't have any physical proof yet that he was wearing a buzzer. What the reason behind it was, obviously, when you find out, oh, he was wearing buzzers and then you see that, like putting two and two together, you're like, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Something's not adding up. I don't want to say he was because I don't know. We don't know for sure. There's been no, hey, we actually found out they were. It's all speculation. So I don't want to, you know, go off of speculation, yeah. but I do think from putting both of those things together, is it a possibility? Yes, it does seem like it could have happened. I mean, you both said like we, 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 when we watched the video and you and we obviously we saw the pitch. He jumped I on that just fastball right like, like he jumped on that fastball like he I mean, that's Chapman. He throws a harsh fastball and it's almost like he read what was being thrown. Now, obviously, Chapman may have more than I'm sure he has more than one pitch and maybe that he was reading fastball the whole way. But I mean. I don't know. I just find it hard to believe that he jumped on it just like that. I agree. That. And here's the thing. I, I think there's a huge difference from from what happened, which is using a camera, using a buzzer, getting live information illegally. You know, I, I, I don't know if that's the right term, but that that is the epitome of cheating. But as a competitor, you always want to have a competitive advantage against your opponent, against, you know, your enemy, whatever you want to call it. But there's a difference between stealing a sign and, and knowing what pitch is coming because of a camera and, you know, watching the trends and watching how a pitcher, you know, or maybe like being his... a guy from second base and seeing the catcher openly just shows a sign like it's nothing. I mean, that's then if something like that happens, that's on the catcher because the catcher needs to learn better. But something like this is full on cheating. There's a difference between reading the sign and then knowing the sign, I think. Right. I, I think you also have to, you know, if you're if you're monitoring tendency tendencies and and stances and 
you know, body language and things like that. I mean, that's that's all taking in information to get a, a, a small competitive advantage, but not not literally knowing exactly what pitch is coming because of a, of a camera. You know, that, that there's a huge difference there. No. So yeah, let's see I, how this – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I agree with, with Chris. You know, you, you talk about – you think about just in general, like little stuff. You, you, play, you yeah. play games with people. that You grab yeah. little things. You know a guy can't hit a fastball mm-hmm. high and in. That's not you cheating. That's exactly. you using a competitive advantage because you know the guy can't hit the pitch. You taking to this level of having where you're filming and then using that for not just one game, not just a, multiple seasons now. This has gone on. Mm-hmm. And it's gone on to this point. There has to be something that's done about this. It can't just be a, like this. This is not enough because the players are not getting results. The only way this works, and we've talked about this, um, and I don't, Chris, I don't know your feeling on this, but there needs to be. I understand you can't, you can't say, hey, you can't play the whole season, but you tell them you guys can play normal, but you're not going to the postseason. So even if you finish first by 20 games, the second place team goes in the division place. So you guys can do whatever you want, but you're not getting another chance at the playoffs for however amount. And I know that could be the reason I think that'll never happen is because then a team could that say the Astros, they say they ban them, and then they're playing a team that's playing for second and third place respectively behind them, and they decide, hey, we're not, we're just gonna, we're just gonna phone the games in and let them sweep. Then that other team had no shot really that wasn't playing against them because they just let them sweep them. So I mean, I get how they could impact it still, and they could kind of, you know, get back at the MLB in that way. But something has to be done overall other than just the suspension of the manager and the gm and yes they're gone they're fired i get that but it still wasn't just those two guys that did it it was the whole entire organization aj hitch won't get another chance at some point and what what about so you're talking about the team so like the houston astros basically are won't have a shot at the playoffs for let's say a year, two years, five years, whatever, right? Yeah, you think about like college does stuff like that. I mean, I know obviously mm-hmm. it's a lot different. You're not bowl, you can't, yeah. you can't make a bowl game, you know? Yeah. Or or some right. of these teams, it's like they have these huge something like that because it sends a message to the rest of the major league. Not to say that someone's doing it, but if they even had an idea about doing it, it's like, whoa, whoa, we're not manager, right. general manager suspended for a year. It's like, yeah, we can get a new one, you know. And that's how some owners, I'm sure, they'd be like, eh, if we win, we're okay because we get the new one. They're not getting the title taken away yet. And now there's no, no future repercussions really for the team. So what, what penalty did they face, the, the guys on that team? Because like I said, it's not – and I, I know you're going to say, well, they use that. We don't know. Those guys were talented, the players on the team. It's not like they're playing with guys that weren't good players. Right. So it's not like they can't do this again. With the new, and they're getting a very good manager who's coming in now with Dusty Baker, who I hope does really well because – He's going into a bad situation. That's that's a great manager. I mean, he's had success in other places. He hasn't won the you know the World Series, but he's had success with many other he's organizations. Success, yeah. So it's like he's going into a bad situation. But hopefully, if if there's a good manager, you can get that. But the veteran, that's a great manager to have. It's just I just don't know how. It's just that the manager and the general manager are the only ones. And yes, I know Beltron and Cora. They were managers of their teams respectively, though. How it's just that. And like you guys said, that it's not enough because it doesn't send a message to Lee. If you're another team, does this deter you from not doing it? No. And that's, and that's and, the biggest thing. And the players, I mean, if, if let's say that happened, you know, let's say Houston couldn't go to the playoffs or for two years. What if, what if, what if the players just join a different team? And that's, and that's, and that's the problem. Yeah. And, and just, I feel like baseball is, is, you know, 
the players can move from one team to another pretty easily, I think. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know. It, to me, regardless of what exactly happens, I think unless a title gets stripped and really the biggest, the biggest incentive for a lot of these people are for, for a lot of the players is you want to win championships and you want to get paid. And I think that's the two places where they need to get hit, hit the hardest, in my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would agree. But so, I, I, I hope they can resolve this and we can, you know, have a great season next year with no allegations over any team's heads. So is, is it still ongoing at this point? Like, I, I don't, I didn't remember seeing what's the next step. They haven't really said, and I don't know if Matt's seen anymore. They're, they're saying yeah. that, like, the players have been working, like, they've worked with the players to kind of, like I said, they were talking about how they wouldn't be affected by it. Um, so I don't know if it's still that they're still looking into it. Or, you know, I haven't really seen many stories on it as of late after that, you know, they kind of, the managers were fired and then they kind of went on from there. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen yeah. now that we're getting closer to spring training, how that's going to affect everything. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything else. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Well, I guess okay. that's a good time to segue into a championship where we hope there's no uh, cheating scandals going on. <laughs> So let's uh, yeah, let's go. Well, I mean the Patriots aren't there, so there we go. <laughs> the Titans were one game away. Yeah, man, the Titans had a great run. Uh, I'll give it to you. And um, you know, Derrick Henry is is the real deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking top ten fantasy next year probably that he'll probably get drafted more than likely. I, I I'd say so. I mean, he 100%. might he might argue that he can get higher than that depending on the league because yeah. he finished the number one in the league in rushing. And it, two it looks like they're keeping they're keeping that offense intact for the most part, right? They might. I mean, yeah. the only per, their big free agent is Tannehill, obviously, and Conklin. But apparently I'm sure that some, apparently Tom Brady was a national. They look at housing schools. God forbid. Oh, there you go. You said what? Get national? Old Tom Brady. Oh no. Yeah, let's go ahead and preview the Super Bowl. We got 49ers. We got Chiefs. We have a good defense. We have a high-scoring offense. I mean. And 49ers are obviously, they actually almost have the same game plan the Titans do, try to just run the ball down your throat. But, I mean, the problem is, like with Tennessee, with the, with the Chiefs almost scoring at will, you can only run the ball for so much. So, I guess I'm going to start with the big question. Can Jimmy G do enough to win this game if it has to go into his hands in, that all, in the passing attack? I mean, I'll, I'll answer that right away. And that answer to me is really easy, is no. That's, that's going to be a no so. for me, too. Anthony, I don't is that a no so. for you? I'm sorry. I think I heard the question. Just reiterate it, just to make sure I heard it correctly. So we all know the Chiefs can score anytime they get the ball, and we know the 49ers like to run the ball. If the Chiefs start scoring at will, can Jimmy G win the game? Can he keep up with Mahomes, or is this going to become a 30-14 game in a blink of an eye? Uh, the simple answer is no. Um, if I'm able to elaborate, I would love to explain how I of course. think that. Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. Um, the simple, like you guys both said, easily. That doesn't. The minute you say Jimmy G versus Mahomes, I think everyone's head, you know, goes, "Oh, it's Mahomes." Now we could all be shocked on Sunday. It's happened before. I'm not going to sit here and I mean, I, Eli Manning versus Brady. If you would have said that the first Super Bowl Eli was going to beat him head to head, you wouldn't have believed that. So can it happen? Yes. But I think that this whole, the whole way that the 49ers can win this game, yes, their defense is great. So I think that'll help. But it has to be that the 49ers running game 
has to match Mahomes' passing. Not that Jimmy Garoppolo's, because if they stop the running game and it goes Jimmy Garoppolo versus Mahomes, I don't see how they can win this game. Yeah, but that's right. He Jimmy Garoppolo has shown this year that he can throw the ball. He he did a New Orleans. I think he had a big game. He had another one where he's thrown for four touchdowns, three four hundred yards. He's done it. I just don't think that that's the game they want to get into. I think 100%. they want to go with how they did this past week. With oh, I'm sorry, last week it was two weeks ago now almost um, with Mostert that they want to have him run the ball. I mean, against the Packers, that was just so. I, the Packers could not any time that kid touched the ball, it was a first down. It yeah. was just unreal. He was picking up yards at ease. And in the first half, I mean, that was an unreal stat line that he had. I mean, he was just running the ball so effectively. And if you can do that, people are like, oh, how do you let a quarterback throw six times? Because if you're winning a game that handedly, why are you trying to put the ball in the air and have a chance of an interception and change any kind of momentum when you're That's running the, the ball that effectively? For the first yeah. playoff and game look how won. well it worked. You stopped the best offense in the, in the NFL, some will say. You had the, definitely the best and most exciting player in the NFL would stop the, the runaway MVP could not get anything going. And yes, I know his numbers were hot, but he was also losing. So he was playing from behind, but they did right. that. They went in, they went into Foxborough and yes, I know this is not the same Patriot team, but they still won that game because they ran the ball effectively. They ran the ball yeah. well, and they didn't put it because again, you go to that same Ryan Tannehill versus Mahomes. You're not going to choose that. And they tried, they got away from Derrick Henry and they went with trying to get Tannehill to throw the ball. And I'm not trying to put this on you, Matt, and try and mess with you, but you see the outcome. Mahomes is the better quarterback of the two, so it's not going to be that much of a competition when you put it into that situation. And it's the no, same thing right. here. If the defense of the 49ers can find a way to contain Mahomes and he can't get the ball off, then that changes the whole game. Because then if the 49ers run the ball, then it becomes time of possession. The 49ers are going to hold the ball longer, and it's going to become that. But if they try to make this Jimmy versus uh, Mahomes, I just don't see how they do it. They need to do what Tennessee didn't do. And I think Tennessee, yeah, I don't know why they did this. The first time they played the Chiefs, they were down by 10, still ran the ball. I feel like the second time, maybe they felt playoffs and they panicked. The, the 49ers, they want to win, don't panic and go away from the run just because you may be down by 10. Because you can still, I mean, you can still, you know, do a, you know, you can still chew up clock and still get a touchdown. And then you're only down by three. I think Tennessee panicked. And I think the 49ers need to look at the game and be like, okay, even if we go down by seven or 10, let's not panic. Still run the ball and, you know, do your game plan. I think if you go down 14, 20, okay, then you have to change up. But if you're still only down by 10, you know, don't panic. And I just, that's what needs to happen. They just can't panic. Right. They, both teams have a different brand of football, you know. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, but Jimmy G only threw the ball, had eight attempts. Eight passing attempts in the conference championship game. There was no unreal. Eight attempts. I thought that was a mistake, and then I looked it up, and I was like, no, <laughs> he only had eight attempts in the conference championship game. Uh, versus Andy Reid has always been a high flying, high speed kind of uh, offense, and he's always been an offensive mastermind. You know, with Donovan McNabb, um, he did it in in, in Philly. And he's doing it now with Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback that he's ever had on his team. Um, and, and I think that there's two different brands of football, and it's going to be whether or not the 49ers can can really stop or, or even just slow down. You don't even have to stop them. But if they can at least slow down the, 49, uh, the, the pass attack of, of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, then they have a chance. If they, if they can play their brand of, of football, which is running the ball down your throat, I think what was another stat line I saw that their past 
88 plays. They've run it 71 times. They've run it 71 times out of the past 88 offensive plays. That's that's wild to me. They're but basically the Titans of the of the NFC. It's pretty much what they are. Yeah, but they don't have like one one guy. I mean, they no, no, at no, this no. point they, they at this a, point they have a, a two headed monster. Right, but unfortunately, um, one of them went down uh, in the conference championship. I can't remember who is what his it name. It was uh, he, Tevin Coleman. Coleman. There you go. Tevin Coleman went down, so it was the Raheem Mostert show the whole game. But and and I think he's got the abilities to do it. Um, you know, but but ultimately, there's two different brands of football. I think for me, the biggest key to this game is going to be whether or not Joey Bosa can get to Patrick Mahomes. That's for me. That's that's the biggest thing. If that can happen, then the 49ers have a chance. I think. Can we just talk about for a second how they have um, you know Raheem and Coleman and sitting on their bench injured for a second year in a row is McKinnon? What's 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 the running game going to be like when he comes back next yeah, year? Yeah, and and gracious. And that's the thing that, and like Chris said, it's a completely different running attack than you've seen because you go outside and just, you talk about Mostert, you talk about Coleman, then you talk about Breida, who last yeah, year Breida's on well. a lot of people you have, but they're not only going to stop there. They're going to give the ball to Debo Samuel. They're going to give the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. And let's not forget that Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, is the same guy that was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers who was in the Super Bowl that lost that 28-3 lead. So if there's anyone that knows... You mean, you mean the Falcons? I'm sorry, yeah, well, I said the 49ers, I apologize. Yes, thank you, yeah. Um, so he was the offensive coordinator there when that game unfolded the way it did. So if there's anyone that knows how from, to learn from past mistakes, I mean, his dad is, is an all-time great coach, and Mike Shanahan. Yeah. He's, he's got to see that if he can run the ball effectively and they get any kind of lead, there's no reason to change that game plan. And if he could go and change, he's going to. And like Chris said, that stat line, I had heard that. It was some astro- – I've never heard of an astronomical stat line like that where that many run plays were called. And they're winning the games convincingly. It's mm-hmm. not like they're winning the game by three. They were – I mean, that game against the Packers, that final score, it might have been – I think it was 17 or so. I don't remember the exact number. But it was not a close game. From the beginning of that game, it was like like Nick mentioned uh, – like you know, Nick mentioned. That's Like Chris mentioned, Nick Bosa. You have those guys. They have five – first rounders on that on that defensive line they have five including bosa most recently they have uh deforest buckner they have solomon thomas who's their rotational he doesn't even get to start they have eric armstead they have such a a crazy good defensive line and that's five people that they can rotate and out that are first round picks it's not like you know and not to say that you don't have to be a first round pick to be a good player but it just shows you the kind of talent that they built and then you talk about their secondary on defense. They have Sherman, uh, who's obviously, some will argue, and you look at the stats, he's one of the best, if not the best-ranked cornerback in the league. So they have so many good and talented players on that defense that it makes such a good matchup because of the, the way that Kansas City matched up on the other side with those receivers that they have, too, because they have a Watkins. They have a Tyreek Hill. They have a Travis Kelsey, who, to me, is the best tight end in the league. But then you talk yeah. about the 49ers. They have, George, they have Kittle, who is right there in that conversation. So it's just going to be such a great matchup, and I can't wait to see how it unfolds. I, I, I know we're going to get the predictions here soon, but I've gone back and forth on this of who I want and who I think is going to win because they're just, they both have such distinct different types of playing styles. They don't play, they're not similar playing styles on other side of the ball, even on defense or on offense. They're both very different. And it's just going to be such a great Super Bowl, and I just hope it's a competitive one. I hope it's not a one-sided one, one way or the other. 
I think it will be. You know, we we it's it'll be tough, but as long as it's not fifty to like three, then I'm cool with it. Are we go fifty, 50 to ten now. Yeah, fifty to ten. It's cool with that. Whatever the are you playing, are you playing squares? Is that what's going on? I was about to say whatever helps you no. on squares. That's all I care about. <laughs> I was gonna say I might have to get on those. Yeah. Didn't you do one last yeah. year with like your brother or something, like the TV or something? Your dad was like something happened and your dad something, lost yeah. something. I don't remember. Yeah, I was. I was. I forget about that one. I don't know oh, where that one is. Oh, they didn't kick the field goal. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't remember, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's last year. Let's keep on this moment for this year. All right. Well, yeah. let's go. How about we go ahead and make pred- uh, predictions? What do we got? Paul, I wanted to ask you: Do you have any uh, any for the Super Bowl this Sunday? Who's your? Do you have a prediction? Since we're putting that, we're about to give ours. It it would be, it would be a a hundred percent just guess. I think hmm. Paul only cares about the squares. <laughs> uh, how about I just go with Forty uh, ers Okay. It's, and it's a complete guess. Complete guess. You guys, <laughs> well, it's 50 50. You got a 50 50 shot. Yeah. No, you yeah, don't, you don't understand. 50/50. I saw maybe 20 minutes of football this season. Mm. How'd you do in fantasy? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't do fantasy. <laughs> I'm still waiting oh, wow. for my winnings from his league from two years ago. Hey, we're not doing that here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh,. Chris, uh, all right. Yeah, I'll let you guys go first. Well, for me, I think I think um, who I want to win, I, I want. I, I guess you. I definitely want the Chiefs to win. Um, I, I I know Kyle Shanahan was the Redskins, you know, coordinator, offensive coordinator, and you know, you would think that I would be rooting for him, and I, and I am. He's doing well, but for me, I think Andy Reid just has such a he he deserves it i think he, he's been there for such a long time and he's been so successful in the regular season he just for some reason hasn't put it together in the postseason all the way so i think this is going to be his best shot to win the super bowl and i think he's going to take it so andy reed has never won a super bowl before no he's not no oh okay gotten there he's, never won he's it. gotten there with the eagles but he uh, should win he should if they win he should shave the mustache <laughs> he might retire if he wins it. Yeah. Anthony, what are your picks? Uh, Chris, what's your uh, score prediction? How close to the final do you think? Do you have to one? be honest, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be close. I, I, I think it's going to be at least a three-score difference, probably wow. like a seventeen-point difference. Holy! Not God. not like a twenty-one-point difference, but I think <laughs> no, two touchdowns still. and a field goal. I think wow. it's going to be like I don't know, maybe fourteen to thirty-something. You know. Wow, wow! I think I think that's when it's going to be. Because okay. to me, the biggest thing is I, I think even if even if the corners and 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 the front line of the 49ers are able to to shut down the receivers, I feel like just Patrick Mahomes' ability to escape the pocket and just make something out of nothing. I think that's just enough for me to 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 choose the Chiefs. That's fair. Matt, you good with me going, or do you want to go next? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll let you in it all. Go I'm going to go with – I would like the 49ers to win, only because I want to call Shanahan and win a Super Bowl so he can stick it to Dan Snyder. <laughs> but 
I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go 42 17. Jeez. Damn. Even worse than My me. Goodness. I think, I think Mahomes is going to probably throw 350 and probably have touchdowns, probably. Uh, how many All touchdowns? Right. I think Mahomes is going to have four, four touchdowns. I would take the over. Wow. Well, I'm, Anthony's, Anthony's probably going to do like a 10 to 3 game. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to do a 10 to 3 game. I do have the game closer. Um, I've gone back and forth on this many times because I feel the more that I hear more people give all the praise to the Chiefs, that I feel like the 49ers are using that. Um, obviously, I don't think they're the 49ers oh, listen to. intently to our you know podcast currently that we're speaking on. Um, <laughs> but I do think that a lot. And the talk has been like we've talked about. If you realize we've talked about all, all different players they have and their different schemes, but the one player we go back to every time is Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's the difference here. Yeah, is because of how good Mahomes is is the reason that they the Chiefs will win this game. And I also want the Chiefs to win. Um, on part of what Chris said as well with Andy Reid, I'm a Giants fan. The Eagles, you know, obviously they want to win with the Eagles, but Andy Reid is a great coach. He's he's yeah. one of the better coaches. He, he just everyone you hear stories about him and you never hear a bad thing about him. Um, it would be nice to see him win the Super Bowl. And it would also be nice to see Mahomes yet to win this early because it's nice to see, you know, the fresh, fresh players and new young guys that win Super Bowls early in their careers. Because, you know, the AFC is going to change now, even if Brady comes back to the Patriots or changes. You know, you talk about some of the guys that are no Peyton Manning's retired now for a few years. Tom Brady's coming towards the end. Phillip Rivers is going to doesn't know where he's going to be now. The Chargers said they aren't bringing him back. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's, you know, getting up there, and he's drafted the same year as Eli, as you just saw Eli retired in the NFC. So you're starting to see newer guys, and you got Lamar Jackson, you got Deshaun Watson, you know, you got these younger guys coming up. So it's nice to see these younger younger talent, you know, coming in and winning. And I think that Mahomes is just that much of a difference maker. And like Chris said, he can make th- these throws. And he makes throws you never think someone would complete. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference on yeah. Sunday and the Super Bowl. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it's going to be a much closer game. If I had to predict it, I'd probably put it about 34-27 in favor of the Chiefs. I think it's going to come down to a very close game. Um, but again, that all I think that really all it all starts with how Mahomes comes out. If he comes out and he's able to move around, get outside the pocket, make those throws, and the 49ers don't have an answer for him, I think it could get out of hand quick. But if they can kind of find a way to stop him here and there and their run game goes, I think this could be, game could go all the way down to the final couple of possessions in the fourth quarter. Well, we'll see. We only got a couple more days and we'll find out. I know. I can't wait. I'm actually uh, excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. So I and, then we're, be... and then we're dry for months. We'll get the no, XFL. No, get the XFL, the XFL next, <laughs> week. next week. All right. I'm saying we're uh, dry. So, yeah, so we're dry. what kind of odds do I get? I'm like the only one with uh, 49ers. This could be a big payoff for me. Well, what, you trying, what are we trying to do here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Everybody's you going get, for the You for can get five to one. <clears throat> well, you give them five to one. You guys might give, give them five to one with those three touchdown favorites that you're yeah. giving the Chiefs. <laughs> so, I'm giving uh, a touchdown. I think that's going to wrap it up for our first debut show back. What do you guys think? 
I mean, it's good to talk to you guys again, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was great to be back, and we'll be back here, you know, like like you say, we'll be back once a week now, as much as we can. You never know, you may see us twice a week. Who knows? We may just pop up. Definitely, we'll be back next week. we got to discuss Super Bowl next week, right? That's right. Yeah. I, mean, I, have some more. I, do, I know next week I want to get into the NBA All-Star game because I definitely snub another wizard like they always do, but, you know, here, neither here nor there. We got uh, yeah. p- pitchers and catchers are reporting towards the end of the month. So, I mean, speaking of, we were talking baseball, it's right around the corner. So, I mean, you know, I can't wait for the for opening day when it's the Mr. DeGrom versus Mr. Strasburg. You think they're going Strasburg or Scherzer? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk on that. We'll get into that yeah. again, I'm sure, later on in the season. So the Chiefs um, are only minus one and a half. Yeah, so this has got to be the closest I can remember in a wow. point spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so, just uh, thinking about that. You know, we have such huge leads, Matt and I, but it's only minus one that's, and a half. That's what I'm saying. It's it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna it's gonna do it for us today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for uh, all our fans that have been missing us. We're back. Uh, we're gonna be back for a while now. I don't think we're gonna. Hopefully, we don't take any breaks. You may now. You may see me off for a couple of weeks. That I'm welcoming a new member to my family, and about a. I guess about a month, so you may be seeing just a two, a three-man show, which is Chris, Paul, and Anthony. I may have to take a week or so off, but I tell you what, we're going to be around every week, whether it's two of us, whether it's one of us, whether all of us are here. This show's going nowhere, so you know, Anthony and Chris, welcome back, Paul. Let's get rolling on this. Right on. The cool right. thing about the new, uh, the new platform—not necessarily the new platform, but the new, I guess, way that we're doing it—is we can pretty much do it from anywhere. I mean, I know I'm on my cell phone right now. Yep. Anthony, I think you're on your cell phone. Matt, Same. on your cell phone. So yeah, yeah I'm taking a crap. And, and that, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, and so. and like like Chris said, it the good thing is about this, and I'm sure you guys will agree. And like Matt said, we might we might record an episode early and then have it ready for you guys. So if we know that week mm-hmm. we can't record it, we'll have something ready. But our goal, um, and I think I speak for all of us, is that we're going to have content. You know, as as much available as possible if we can try and get one at least up every week that's what we're going to do if not a second one like matt said maybe on a surprise episode so definitely you know keep your ears out and uh keep your eyes on it and see what's going on see what's going on when we're releasing some new stuff but we're definitely excited to be back and i'm glad to have be back here with all you guys talking and also on um on terms of chatting i guess paul our producers are going to try to set up to where you know you the fans can join us on discord and we can have little discussions you know you never know we will make a baseball and nfl you know the thread on here so and definitely oh let me plug in the twitter the twitter will be more active at sports recap live so get ready the twitter will be more active i'll be tweeting through the nfl games i'm gonna give these guys a twitter account if i can what it is again in terms of the password i just made a new one so i need oh my, i know it is. haha i'll give you guys the, I'll, make, I'll give you guys the twitter so definitely look out for that and uh I guess we'll end the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, for joining us. We're back better than ever, and uh, we'll see you guys next uh, Tuesday. Where we'll be recapping the Super Bowl. Alrighty, sweet, good, nice talking to you guys, man. See you. Likewise. <laughs>